0: So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm and get started today. Welcome to the NASCAR Live Chat with Ham. Today I'm going to recap the Talladega 2019 Fall Race, which started on Sunday, October 13th, and finished yesterday, which was Monday the 14th of 2019. And my name is David Ham. If you don't know me, I'm a 25-year NASCAR engine builder, recently retired I was a 17 uh, seven-year uh, Jackman and before that I was a five-year dealership technician uh, owner of hamscapes landscaping and equipment repair and that kind of stuff but we're gonna talk about some NASCAR right now and it, The uh, we'll go over the finishing order of the 1000 bulbscom 500 at Talladega Super Speedway in Alabama and I got my spectacles on today because I'm going to be reading off the computer screen. And it makes it a lot easier for me. But hope everybody had a great day. And this uh, right now it's going to be Monday evening when you're going to watch this live. And then I'm going to chime in. And, and uh, if you have any questions, put them down in the comments below. Because we're going to be chatting back and forth on this episode. And uh, I'll be glad to answer any questions that you have about NASCAR and engine building. And uh, my life, uh, my seven-year career as a... Um, Fit crew member as a Jackman, and then also, as I said, my 25-year career as an engine builder. So first up, we had uh, Ryan Blaney won the race, uh, which was a, I think he won by like a foot. It was like .007 uh, seconds was the win over that, which was very tight, uh, one of the closest in history. Uh, He won that race over Ryan Newman, Denny Hamlin in third, Eric Almirola fourth, Michael McDowell, Austin Dillon, Corey LaJoy, Chase Elliott, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., and Ty Dillon rounding out the top 10. So that was six Fords, one Toyota, and three Chevys in the top 10. How about that? Only one Toyota for a change. Um, yep, that adds up to 10. <laughs> All right, so we'll do a quick lap by lap. Um, this was the pole sitter was Chase Elliott with his teammates, Alex Bowman, William Byron, and Jimmy Johnson second, third, and fourth. So it looked like it was going to be a Chevy show um, at first, you know. And that's the way it goes sometimes, especially at Talladega. You can have a really good qualifying run and end up not finishing that good in the race, you know. You've all seen it there. And you can actually be running towards the back and come and win the race too there. It used to be more so uh, the way these cars are now. I think they've got them pretty good. I like that new package. I like that setup. All right, so let's see. Denny Hamlin, he started 40th after failing to turn in a qualifying lap due to a blown engine. Uh, So lap one, it was all the four Hendrick Motorsports cars go to the bottom and pace the field. Lap two, Brad Keselowski takes the lead with the help of Clint Boyer. So the Fords are ganging up and going together to pass some Chevys. Uh, Lap three, the first five cars are single file, and they are two and three wide on back. Lap four, Austin Dillon is on on the charge, with help of Kyle Bush, Denny Hammond follows. Lap 5, Austin Dillon takes the lead back from Brad Keselowski. Uh, skip over some of this. It gets to be a bit too much. Lap 15, Kurt Busch is first and Kyle Busch is second. We all saw how that worked out a little bit later on in the race. Uh, lap 16, Ryan Blaney trying to lead a charge on the outside with help from Kevin Harvick and teammate Joey Logano. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Ryan Blaney gets a speeding penalty going down pit road. To add insult to injury, he was trying to get the car woed up, but that didn't work out too good. It didn't end, but at that moment, it didn't. All right, so Matt Crafton took over for Paul Menard, who had uh, neck pains um, and something regarding his discs. So I'm not really sure the uh, deal with Paul Menard. I know he's had some issues here lately. So, uh, lap 41, Brad Kozlowski and Ryan Newman battle for the lead. So, lap 51, Eric Jones has sparks coming out from under his car. If you saw that, that was like big time. Had that been a night race, it would have been like fireworks going off all over the track there on that. Uh, Stage 1 winner was uh, William Byron. And this is right as the the rain began. William Byron won the the stage 1. Joey Logano second. Bowman Stenhouse, Kislowski, Larson, Johnson, Suarez, and Kurt Busch. Uh, the next day, all right, so they called a race uh, for the rest of the day because it started pouring down. Uh, so they come back Monday, October 14th, and uh, after that, getting some rest, I suppose, or partying with some of the drivers uh, on a Sunday night. So lap 58, Brad Kislowski needs a push from the record to get started. it looked like it was a pretty long push that he needed, too, because it it went on for a while pushing him. Uh, Ryan Blaney is first followed by Alex Bowman, Ricky Stenhouse, and Joey Logano. Uh, Lap 61, Ryan Newman, penalty to the rear of the field for pitting too soon, um, which actually worked out okay for him. I don't think he had any choice as far as having to pit there. Let's say he had a tire going down, and he ended up tearing the fenders out from under the car. He wouldn't have finished second, I could tell you that. Uh, Lap 67, Daniel Suarez is trying to start a second line with help from Kevin Harvick. Uh, Lap 74, new leader, Joey Logano. The Fords were looking really strong yesterday. And uh, speaking of Fords, I'm going to show you my jacket here. My buddy Tom sent down to me. Of course, I've got my Ford shirt on. Uh, This right here, since I knew that I used to build engines for... Well, let's see. It was Jamie Murray and it was also uh, Matt Kenseth. So he sent this down to me. How about that? How cool is that? This was the uh, Matt Kenseth one when Matt drove that car. So, yeah, very cool. Thank you, Tom. Tom Robinson. Robinson Equipment Paint. All right, so Lab uh, 80, uh has help from Joe Lagana and Stenhouse to pick up the bottom. Uh, Let me skip over some of this. All right, lap 93, penalties against uh, Ryan Truex, Denny Hamlin, and Corey LaJoy all have to serve pass-through penalties for speeding on pit road. Lap 107, this was a good... There was a lot of uh, kind of big crashes, but 107 crash, Bowman spins in front of Johnson, Elliott, Larson, and Hamlin. Truex Legano had a big run on the outside, and Bowman tried to block it, and trouble ensued after coming out of the infield care center. Bowman said that... That one was on him, and I'd second that. Take this thing off. It's a little bit warm. It finally warmed up down here in the south. I'm sorry. I said it finally warmed up, but it actually finally cooled down, And uh, but today it warmed back up a little bit. And The stink bugs are coming in here, invading my shop, and they love it. Uh, the warm and the lights and all that kind of stuff. All right, so lap 117, leader Keselowski, followed by Boyer. Lap 131, last fall's winner Eric Amarola, is currently second. Uh, let's get down somewhere. All right, so lap 153, Boyer spins on lap three, turn three, and gets stuck on the apron and can't get going and goes a lap down. That was uh, he was sitting there uh, with his on the apron, <laughs> turned sideways, and uh, his rear wheels were just spinning you know the back end of the car was being held up by part of the the upper part of the on the track and then the right the front was on the apron itself so yeah all right so if y'all saw my nails because i was in a womanless beauty pageant last friday and i still haven't taken the time i think i'm gonna take some lacquer thinner here in just a little bit and get that off there yeah but my eyeliner finally did did fade out uh Uh, The things I do for uh, money, that that was for charity. That was for Red Cross, so it was for a good cause. Last year we raised $40,000 for the American Red Cross. Uh, Hopefully this year it will be more than that, and I think it probably will be. Let's see here. Lap uh, 158, green flag. Bowman leads Chris Buescher, who was in second. He had a really good run going uh, yesterday. Uh, Stenhouse mounts a charge with Almirola and takes the lead by laps uh, 160. So 163, Logano Rex. Uh, he blew actually blew a lifter tire. Took out Byron, Suarez, and Ryan Priest. That 164, the 22 car is on pit road getting repairs to his hood because his hood flopped up. You know, it was like uh, Dumb and Dumber when they're riding down the road and the hood's up on the car. Uh, so 164, uh, 166, Byron and Jones are done for the day. So, the cars involved in that crash were the one car, the 20, 21, 22, 24, 41, 47, 51, and the 66. So, yeah, that took out a bunch of cars. Uh, Lat 170, Stenhouse leads with David Reagan in second. And uh, David was looking good up there yesterday, too. Uh, Lat 171, Ricky Stenhouse keeps switching lanes to to block Kurt Busch. So, Stenhouse was putting the blocks on Kurt Busch. Uh, so Kurt Busch takes the charge with Matt DiBenedetto. On uh, 182, this is the big wreck of the day, you know, the big one uh, right there on that last lap. 182 was a huge wreck between Brendan Gong, Kyle Busch, Brachislowski, among others, and Gong went airborne. So he basically, cruising along, flipped around 180 degrees and landed back on his wheels. How about that for that, for that safe car safety there? Kurt Busch bumped Kyle Bush, This is how it got started. Uh, Kurt bumped his brother. It looked like just a little bit, and then uh, then uh, it looked like the 17 come up on the on the 80 uh, on the 18, and then it maybe pushed some of the air and just really took him out the rest of the way. Not that it was the 17's fault at all. Uh, it was it looked like it was his brother taking him out. But I wasn't disappointed in that, except for the, some of the cars that it took out. But not that the 18 was out. I wasn't. But when I saw Brad hit the wall. That was not good. Uh, Red flag comes out. Michael McDowell is is leading with Ryan Blaney in second. So Blaney leads with two laps to go. Um, 188. Uh, Blaney leads. Newman leads side by side. Uh, The final lap. Hold on. I've got to back up here. All right. I guess that wasn't the final. I thought that was the final lap whenever uh, Gong went airborne. Okay. The final lap. Ryan Blaney beats Ryan Newman to the line by point zero zero seven seconds, as I mentioned earlier. So the first stage winner was William Byron. Second stage was Clint Boyer. And the race winner was Ryan Blaney. So that was a very exciting race, actually, for um, Talladega. I always like Talladega races. You know, they're to me, they're always pretty, for the most part, they're exciting. It used there has been some back in the day where they just lined up and they just rode around the whole race. But for the most part, you always have the big one and that kind of stuff. So uh, last year's NASCAR champion, Joey Logano, is 18 points above the cutoff for the 2019 playoffs, but it's still not quite comfortable yet. So we'll see. Um, when the Talladega race ended, Joey finished 11th, in spite of his car looking like it had run a Martinsville or Bristol in one day. You know They had to duct tape all over the hood, keeping the hood down. Uh, that was taped up with the 200-mile-an-hour tape. That's right. The battle scars of his hard fight at Talladega. Uh, but he hung in there, and uh, not only did he finish 11th, but he also had two stage runner-up finishes and gained an 18-point advantage over the cutoff spot, heading into the round of eight playoffs. So he survived an eight-car pileup and finished ahead of eight other less fortunate playoff drivers. Um, and Joey also had the, the, uh, to go to the end of the cutoff line at one point after being served a penalty for pitting before pit road opened. So Joey suffered a mechanical failure at Dover and finished 25 laps down. I'm sure you all remember that. But I believe it was the broken axle. He went into Talladega as a three-time winner of that race in previous years. And, uh, that, and now he is uh, concentrating on Kansas where he has two wins. So that should be good you know, coming up next week. All right, Denny Hamlin had to start at the back of the field due to an engine change. Ryan Blaney received a pit road penalty of speeding down pit road. Uh, to add insult to injury, the car uh, wheel hopped, spun at the entrance of pit road, trying to uh, whip his car. All right, let's see another. Tr- at the end of stage one, Paul Menard got out of the 21 Wood Brothers, and uh, Matt Crafton filled in for him. Uh, let's see what else happened. During the rain delay on Sunday, General Motors Motorsports Vice President of Performance Department, Jim Campbell, called a meeting with the drivers and car owners mandating that Chevys draft together in a single file and march to the front to ensure a victory. Uh, didn't work out for them. I remember uh, seeing that during the rain delay, uh, and I figured that's what was going on. You know, They have a big Chevy meeting and get all the drivers in there. None of the drivers would talk about it. They just kept talking about how excited they were for the, the new Corvette and all this stuff. Um, so, yeah, I'm glad that didn't work out for them as far as that goes. We had us a Ford in victory lane. So, Austin Dillon, Austin Dillon was finished the highest among, amongst the Chevy drivers coming in sixth. So, uh, eight drivers Chevy drivers had DNFs. And I believe they are now uh, in the bottom three in the 12. Let me see. I'm going to find this. Uh, Chevy was NASCAR's dominant OEM from 2001 to 2015. During that time, Chevy won 14 of 15 manufacturer championships but has lost to Toyota in 2016 and 17 and Ford in 2018. So, uh, let's see here. Yeah, Chevy has struggled greatly when they moved from the Supersport to the Camaro in 2018. So Austin Dillon won. In 2018, Daytona 500, but no other Chevy won again until six months later when Chase Elliott won at Watkins Glen. Uh, Elliott and Larson have Chevy wins this season, but all other drivers uh, have struggled. The seven-time champion Jimmy Johnson hasn't been to victory lane in two years, and Richard Childress Racing is performing poorly. So Hendrick Motorsports is, is not as good as it was when Jeff Gorton was still there racing, obviously, and uh, Chevy hasn't been a part of the Homestead Final Four since 2016, uh, Wynn at Talladega would have ensured a uh, second driver into the round of eight, increasing their chances to making it into the final four. So as you know, uh, Larson is, has made his way into the final eight. So we'll see if that holds out after, you know, in the next couple weeks. So um, the, since Ryan Blaney had that uh, .007 uh, second finish over Ryan that was the 6th closest in NASCAR history. Um, that's 7 t- tenths, hundreds thousandths of a second. 7 thousandths. Uh, the closest finish ever recorded since NASCAR uh, started using the electronic scoring system in May of 1993. So who knows how close it was before that. And heck, some of the drivers used to finish on their own lap back in the days. Um, Ricky Craven versus Kurt Busch, uh, they finished at a two-thousandths of a second at Darlington in uh, 2003, so that one was recorded. The record was tied in 2011 when Jimmy Johnson beat Clint Boyer in a four-wide finish at Talladega. Other close finishes were .004, .005, uh, and then point zero six. You know, I, we when I was a jackman for uh, 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 Joe Nemechek, and we won the, well, we thought we won the race, at uh, Talladega and it was on at the start finish line and somebody looked this up for me because I believe it was we just got beat by Terry Labani if I'm not mistaken um, and we thought we won the race. We jumped off pit wall. We were excited and then come to find out we didn't win the race and that was in, uh Nemechek was driving that Nimco Motorsports car and I was the jackman for that car. Okay, the story of the three car... That Richard Childress ran on Sunday, uh, drove around the track before the race, I'm sure y'all saw this, um, has a little more to it, than. and the fans were asking, uh, why is that car fixed and the tire marks taken off? Well, when that car went at Talladega in 2000, nobody had any idea that it would be Dale's final victory. Uh, so the car was fixed, cleaned up, repainted, and used as Dale's backup car in 2001. Only after Dale's tragic crash was the true sentimental value of the car realized. You know, that's pretty much what we do all the time, you know, you race a car, uh, and if it runs good, well, you, you also want to think, well, we're going to come back with something even better for the next year, but we'll take this one since it's a proven winner and we'll make it a backup car. It sounds like that's exactly what they did. So, um, I kind of wondered that too. I was like, this can't, you know, it's not the same exact car like it was whenever, you know, the only ones that are like that are, you know, whenever you have a Daytona 500 winner and a car goes to the museum. Now, if you took that car straight out of the museum, put it on the racetrack, that's the exact car ready to go. All right, so we're rolling in some cold beer, warm beer. Uh, let's see, Ryan Blaney gets a cold beer because he came into Dega outside of the transfer spot. At the end of Dega, he came out a winner, transferring to the top eight. So uh, Also, Ryan Newman, a second-place runner-up, uh, best finish of 2019. And Had he made it into the top eight you know, or the next uh, eight, I mean, I, I kind of thought he was going to, and he was one of the surprises for me. Uh, Michael McDowell, a fifth-place finish, trying, tying his best season at uh, uh, Daytona. And also, Corey LaJoy, he finished seventh place, one spot off of his season's best. Uh, give this guy a cold beer because of the big wreck he was in. Brendan gone wrecked and rolled over once uh, while airborne, and his... his uh, Memorable interview line. He says, I'm okay, Mom. Yes, I will see you in the Daytona 500, Mom. Sorry. (laughs) Okay, so Warren Beers here. We have the Hendricks cards. All three uh, playoff cards needed strong finishes. Instead, all three were in wrecks. So Bowman, Elliott, and Byron are in a must-win situation at Kansas. Also Warren Beer, David Reagan, you know, he failed to finish in all four restricted plate races this year due to being caught up in accidents know, um, yeah, maybe I should say that he, he needs a, a cold beer because, you know, he couldn't really help that. Uh, so, the car owners, the 14 of 40 cars were eliminated by crashes and several were damaged. Yes. All right. So, all right, I'm going to roll into the uh, point standings right now. We have Denny Hamlin leading Martin Truex, Kyle Busch, Kevin Harvick, Brad Keselowski, Joey Logano, Kyle Larson, Alex Bowman, Ryan Blaney, Chase Elliott, Clint Boyer, and William Byron. Uh, So, congratulations to Joey, Brittany, and Hudson Logano on the announcement that they are expecting a second son of uh, Hudson. It's going to be a big brother, how about that? Very cool for them. Uh, Rodney Childers renewed with the Kevin Harvick and Stuart Haas Racing. And uh, nearly six seasons together, the duo has 25 wins, uh, one title and four trips to the championship. For Childers and Harvick have been successful since they came together in 2014 and won the title. Um, I, w- I can attest that uh, Rodney Childers is a stand-up guy. Uh, he's been a friend for uh, several years now. Uh, remembering from being at the racetrack, but he actually came along uh, after I was already gone from the racetrack. But I've seen him since I've been back and in, in the years since. But uh, he come into the shop quite a bit over at Ralph Shades Engines. Just an all-around good guy. And follow him on Twitter. You know, he's always on there commenting back and keeping in touch. Uh, Stuart Haas Racing announced Smithfield has renewed their sponsorship contract on the number 10 Ford Mustang. No word on how long the extension is, but uh, it solidifies Eric, Amarola as the driver of the 10 moving forward. And we also just found out here a little bit ago that uh, Clint Boyer has agreed to a contract extension and will return to the number 14 Stuart Haas racing car for the 2020 season. And uh, something i am been thinking about doing here uh, is adding some more stuff for my 2020 season. So my, on my live chats with him, I was thinking about doing a roving race reporter. So if any of you out there are going to a race, uh, you can send me an email. Uh, let's see. All you got to do is write up a brief story about the race you attend and email it to me and uh just something to include you uh more in the chats and not you know i'll give you a shout out in the chat and, and tell about your experience going to the racetrack so if you plan on attending a race in 2019 you can start now and then uh do act like a reporter and then bring me back some information and then i'll add it on here and then also do it again next year for 2020. So that would be really cool, and I'd like to get you all more involved in it, Because especially since I haven't been going to the races. I've been watching them on TV, but I do plan to go more next year. I want to go and camp out, actually, is what I really like to do. All right, so moving into the next race, we have Kansas coming up. It is the sixth race in the 10 of the playoff series. And uh, we got, I got stink bugs just flying all around in here. They are loving it. It's a little sound like a little flying around. Comment below and tell me if y'all have distinct bugs as bad as we do here in North Carolina. I mean, I'm not sure how it is up north, but I don't know if they just move down here or what happens uh, this time of year, but it's, it's really bad this year. All right, so uh, the, the first race ran at Kansas was in 2001, and I was there. That was my last year as a Jackman. Uh, really nice track. Uh, it, when I went, it was very nice, and I'm sure they've added on since then. Uh, they had six different sponsors. The driver with the most wins uh, was Greg Biffle, and then followed by Jeff Gordon, Jimmy Johnson, uh, Joey Logano, Kevin Harvick, and Tony Stewart. Each have two wins. Uh, so the team with the most wins was Kevin—I mean uh, Hendricks—with five wins there. Uh, manufacturer with most wins is uh, ten. It doesn't say. I guess that would be, let's see, Jeff Gordon won the, the first race in 2001, so um, I'm going to have to look up that manufacturer. I think it was, uh, it was Chevrolet, I'm assuming, but I'll have to go look that up. I'm pretty sure it is because it says with Tony Stewart and uh, Jimmy Johnson, Jeff Gordon, uh, and Hendrick had five teams with the both wins, so... All right, the length the track length is disputed by the two major series that run at Kansas. This was kinda of interesting, uh, Kansas Speedway that we're talking about Indy and NASCAR. Uh, NASCAR timing and scoring uses a length of one point five miles and the IRL timing and scoring used the track length of one point five two miles. Yeah, what's two hundredth of a mile, but or uh, two point four one kilometers for the uh, NASCAR and 2.45 kilometers for Indy. So Indy Speedway Corporation began exploring the idea of building a racing facility in the Midwest in 1996. Attention was turned towards Kansas City area in 1997. Officials considered both the Missouri and Kansas side of the city, but eventually settled on Kansas side. Because of better funding, the architecture firm HNTB, which also designed Chicago Speedway, was selected. To design the facility and the firm Turner Construction was selected to provide construction management. So b- construction began on the 1,200 acre, um, uh, let's see, 1,200 acres, one and a half mile speedway in May of 1999 and in July preferred tickets went on sale. The demand of the ticket sales prompted ISC officials to expand the plan 32 by an ati- additional 36 expanding capacity from 75,000 to 82,000. Uh, Speedway officials were hopeful to have the track completed sometime in 2000 and possibly host a race, but construction was delayed by weather and further complicated by lawsuits from nearby landowners. In May of 2000, both IndyCar and NASCAR announced events to be held at the Speedway for 2001 season, and that's when they did it. So the track paving began in September 2000 and construction of the Speedway was completed early 2001. So I got to go when it was brand new, and I haven't been back since. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks so much for tuning in to NASCAR Live Chat with Ham. And uh, hit me up on Instagram, uh, dhamiam, and also on Twitter, at dhamiam. And uh, let's keep in touch and put down your comments, uh, questions, any of that kind of stuff in the comment section below. Hit like if you like this video. And we'll just keep on rolling every Monday night at 7.30. I'll do either a live or do a premiere video. Uh, But thanks so much for tuning in, and we will see everybody next time.